This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 89. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Locked On, real estate's best software. If your software is awesome and you can't wait to boot it up every day and get into your scheduled tasks and your mobile app is seamless and easy, then you don't need Locked On. The top Locked On agents I know love it for two specific reasons. First, Locked On has more powerful features like automated follow-up, a stunning SMS and email template builder, plus a very cool franchise or branch level overview. And second, it's actually really easy to use. You'll find the user experience in a class of its own and highly intuitive as all great software should be. But you wouldn't buy a car until you've driven it, so why not sign up for a free 30-day trial today and see for yourself? You can get started right now by heading over to LockedOn.com. Well, my guest for this episode really needs no introduction. This year, Tom Panos emceed his seventh Australian real estate conference and is a household name when it comes to real estate training and coaching. It's no secret I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan and I love Tom's video interview with Gary at Arik in May. In fact, at the risk of infringing all kinds of copyright, I recorded some highlights from Tom's interview with Gary and have posted them to the show notes for this episode. So, If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll have a firm grasp on the basics actually required to make success happen. But what Tom shares in this interview is his unique brand of motivation and inspiration to actually get off your butt and make it happen. I want you to imagine that Tom is speaking one-on-one with you as he gets into some of his trademark self-improvement concepts like, it's not who you know, it's who knows you and why it's time to start thinking of yourself as a media company, not a real estate company, what you need to do to play the long game, the calls you should be making to your contacts every day and what you should be calling about, the value of creating a heap of quality content around the things that keep your target market awake at night, I really love that, and what social media you should be focusing on right now to connect with more potential clients. Nobody can give you a pep talk like this guy, and I want to thank Tom for giving us some time to share his proven ideas and strategies. You're in for a treat. I started out asking Tom, why do good agents become great? And what changes have occurred when an agent doubles or triples their numbers inside a year or two? I think, Ray, they essentially made the decision that they're not going to have a plan B. Right. Um, And that they've accepted that they're going to move from just being a real estate agent and they're going to go pro and become a practitioner. And what it means is they just immerse themselves into high levels of learning. They immerse themselves into copying and pasting what other agents are doing um, because I think when you're an average agent, Ray, what you're doing is copying and cutting, yep. right? Yep. Um, and copying and cutting is a lot easier than um, uh, copying and pasting because pasting means that you've got to go off and execute and you've got to go do things that uh, don't feel comfortable. You've got to do things that um, actually make you feel temporary and competent for a while. Um, And I think the big issue is that this characteristic of courage emerges when someone makes the transition of going pro 
um, and becoming a practitioner and not just a normal real estate agent because, Ray, the reality is that it is going to be hard because you're moving away from things that you're already in love with yes. and it's, you know, the way that you, you know, the, your listing presentation, you do it because you're in love with it and, you know, it feels comfortable. Um, but if you're going to go up the ladder or up the ranks, um, what you're probably going to have to do is change that approach and people hate change. It's not easy. Well, it's changing habits, isn't it? And and as you said that, I'm reminded by a guy that we both know, Jason Byrne from Sydney, who, and Jason talks about, you know, he's now an elite performer, but uh, Jason was in the doldrums for, for many, many years, like 10 years, and uh, and he talks about making that decision, and it was almost like an instant thing, like a wake-up call, and everything changes. Do you think? Do you think it's about finding? You know, people talk about finding your why, finding a reason. Do you think you need? Do you think you need a bit of that to uh, to make it happen? A little bit overrated, to be honest with you, like yep. um, because. Um, um, what you know, like I, you know, I sat through uh, Eric, and I thought they were out some outstanding presentations um, um, this year. And there was a big focus of people showing the reasons why they do what they do, um, you know. And a lot of it's got to do with kids, family, and um, providing for your loved ones. Um, all I can tell you is about myself that at various times in my life, I do things for various reasons. It's not like I've got this big poster on my wall and that poster is my why. Um, there are times in my life, Ray, where I've been desperate for money and um, what got me out of bed and what kept me up till 10 o'clock at night is I needed cash. Yeah. And that was the driver. Yeah. There have been other times where the driver has been um, recognition and um, um, being appreciated by people that you work for. There are other times where you do it because you want to stop a disaster um, happening. There are other times that you do it because you are uh, just addicted to the deal. I think, like, put it this way, Ray, do you honestly think that Steve Jobs, you know, when he sort of was born and came out of his mum's stomach, you know, he had this, you know, vision and why you're going to produce an iPhone. I don't think, you know, life works that way. I think no. that people, you know, I think people do stuff, right? Yeah. Um, some of the stuff they do, they like and they're good at and then they seem to double down and triple down on it and it feels effortless and they flow. So I actually say to people, don't get too stressed because a lot of people say, I want to find myself, I want to get clarity, I'll, you know, I don't think, you know, um, that's as big a deal. I reckon just get started and what actually happens is that you um, adjust along the way and my experience is you don't have to wait to feel like doing something before you do it. Just get cracking. Just get off your butt and get started. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You know? I did it this morning, to be honest with you. Like I've got to tell you, like it's, um, it's. I'm, I'm in Sydney, and today was a cold morning, and it was like 4:45 um, a.m. And I was, you know, I'd been training for five or six days, a bit tired, and it was freezing, right? And I wanted to stay um, here. I wanted to <laughs> in stay. the fat sack. <laughs> yeah, like I wanted, and, and then all I did to myself is this: I said, "Listen, don't clarify, don't, don't uh, distinguish between feeling like doing it." And actually doing it, just get up because yeah. you know in 20 minutes you're going to be in the gym and you would have had a coffee and you're going to be on the treadmill and you're actually going to feel better then. Yeah. So I reckon um, 
yeah, I know I've gone the long way about answering it, but no, I, think I know what you, you mean. It's just if you haven't got a why, just do it. You know, yeah, just just uh, the Nike philosophy, just do it. One yeah. one of the things I wanted to pick your brain because um, uh, you've had a lot of success with your with your coaching, mentoring, and su- success program. And if anybody wants to check that out, you simply go to Tom's uh, program. It's realestategym.com.au. And you work, you've been working, Tom, for a long time with a lot of, of elite performers. If I was to ask you, what are the top three things that any agent or every agent can be doing to grow their business and grow their success? Give me some of your feedback on, on that uh, after your time working with, uh, you know, you're working with the top 1%. In, in many cases, what do you think the top three things are? I also with the real estate gym. I also work with a lot of the non, you know, the, the bottom ninety nine percent as well. I okay, mean, it's, okay. You know, so, so well, hey, lots... everybody's got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, every, there's a saying that every every winner was once a beginner, and yep. you should never ever compare your chapter one to someone's chapter ten. So I would say that's probably a good segue into answering um, that question, and that is understand that. These elite performers you make reference to, these 1% of people, they have played the long game. So you have to understand that you cannot expect to replicate some sort of formula quickly to do what they're doing. You've got to play the long game. So I would say, Ray, that would be one thing. The second thing is that real estate now is an attraction game. It's a brand game. It's not who you know, it's who knows you and there's no more blind dates in business. People know everything about you before the listing presentation. So I would say, Ray, you should accept that you're not just a real estate practitioner but you are also the chief marketing officer of your business and you must treat your brand um, with strategic intent, you must actually be doing things that increase brand equity in you because everything you do is either building or destroying brand equity in you. So I would just say you've got to learn to master the digital interview, the social media interview, and the normal traditional interview. So become obsessed with brand. If you're in real estate, you're in marketing. You've got to think like a marketer. And and brand is not the colours of a Ray White or a Richardson and Wrench or a First National logo. Brand is, and, and I think John McGrath describes it nicely. Brand is your brand is what people say about you when when you're not in the room. Would you agree? One hundred percent. Brand is brand is what people are saying right now at the local cafe um, while you're not there. Brand is what two mums have talked about as they've dropped their kids at school. Brand is what a couple of guys that are at the gym talking about an incredible result of a property that's sold. Yeah. So brand is what consumers are saying, not what you're saying, and not what the color of your logo is, and not what kind font you've got. Yep. Everything you're doing is actually building, or you know, like your smile rate is your brand. Whether you return calls within 20 seconds, whether in 20 hours, that's your brand. Everything you're doing is brand. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, you, you talked about the long game. Can we just unpack that a little bit? Um, you, you said you, your number one is to think about the long game. Are you talking about? Are you talking about? Uh, okay, it's a marathon, not a sprint, um, and things like that. But you're talking about building 
building a contact base. I mean, some of these, some of these elite performers, the Adrian Bowes and these guys have thousands and thousands of contacts that they've built over time. Is that kind of what you're referring to a little bit? Yeah, a lot yeah. of that. I think yeah. what, what I and you know I'll, I'll preface and say people really overestimate the change that they're going to get in 30 days yep. and they underestimate the change that they can have in a year. So when I say the long game, it stops keep keeping score every minute, yep. right? Yep. Um, the, the second thing is understand that entering people into your database is not getting a listing. It's beginning a courtship with someone because the game in 2017, Ray, is that you must become their agent before they need an agent. Yeah. So when they need an agent, they've got an agent. That is what simple CRM is. It's basically the love affair because the day they list a property is the applause that you're going to get for good stay in touch strategy. Yeah. And the great thing yeah. is in 2017, you don't need to have a three by five card or the back of a business card, or you don't need to actually have some antiquated system that's got to try and remind you, or worse still, do what most of the real estate industry does, not only just in Australia and New Zealand, but around the world, and their database system is pretty much their memory. Um, so um, I would say that that's what I mean by the long game, that you want to build a, a tribe that's got your vibe, and that is playing the long game. Yeah, yeah. And and when you're taking these names and and keeping in touch with people, do you do you uh, and you probably get into this in the real estate gym a little bit? But are there are there some favourite uh, contact points and and uh, and methods that you prefer that that yield more fruit than others? Yes, the ones Ray that I think um, I've got the strongest is when you actually call them and you are calling them for the sole reason to actually make them more intelligent and nothing else. Yeah. The worst call is the one that has commission breath all over it, which is, hey, I'm just calling to see how you are. Yeah. Vendors, prospective What did you vendors, call that? Uh, commission breath. Commission breath. Uh, commission breath, right. You know, <laughs> where you ring up. Like, right, just imagine I call you <laughs> I up it. and say, right, um, I'm just ringing up to check up to see how you're going. Like, you know that that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you know... Um, that this, you know, or that email that says, I hope you're well, where they haven't spoken to you for three years. Like, that's yeah. all, you know, like, I think, you know, a really, so, so let me just run through um, uh, a few of them. Okay. Uh, number one is when a property um, has just been sold from your office, that's a good call to give them information. Yes. When a property has been sold by a competitor, that's a good call. When you have listed a property, that's a good call. When a competitor has listed a property, that's a good call. When there's something major in the marketplace, like this week, Ray, in um, parts of Australia, we've got a big news story, and that is that from July 1, there is a $25,000 approximate stamp duty concession for people that are buying their first home. Yep. So what yep. you can be getting on the phone and saying, hey, it's Tom here. I'm just giving you a call to let you know that we have got buyers that are lining up that want to take advantage of the $25,000 stamp duty concession that the government has brought in. And what I'm urging you to do is to not wait till spring, but bring your property forward 
because let's take advantage of increased competition of buyers. And I'm worried that if we leave it to spring, there's going to be more properties coming on and you're going to be on the market in competition, not in isolation. And what I want to So basically what we're saying is call and make it more intelligent and be a value-added provider. Show more, do more, give more. That's what people want, Ray. Yeah, I love it. I think that's uh, that's a bit of gold right there. So um, everybody should be jumping on the phone and doing that. That's brilliant. Thanks, Tom. Tell me, um, you talked, to, you, you alluded to this before, and, and I just wanted to pick up on it and just unpack it a little bit because uh, I'm a big believer that that the decision is often made which agent they're going to use well before the interview stage. So they might be speaking to two or three agents, but chances are they've already firmed up in in one decision. And um, uh, I see a lot of agents ignoring the opportunity to to nurture and build these relationships when um, they know that that day is coming. So um, I'm just interested on your your feedback on on that because it just seems to be such a common topic at the moment. Yeah, so um, 100%. I think that everything you're doing is your listing presentation. Those calls that I just spoke about with you where you're calling and saying, hey, listen, I'm giving you a call to let you know that uh, property's been sold in your street yesterday. It sold for 753000 um, I think your home's superior to that, but I'm just you know keeping you in contact. That's actually part of your listing presentation. Yep. Because yep. that conversation builds trust. Yep. And the more of those conversations you have, increase trust. Because there's a saying that frequency builds trust, and that's a trust enabler. So what I'm saying is, don't be the person that wants to play the short game and actually say, I'm going to do nothing with these people. I'm going to rock up tomorrow. I'm going to deliver this beautiful presentation that's going to leave them salivating, and they're going to list with me. What I'm saying is, you're up against a really strong competitor because that other competitor that has been playing the process game, the stay in touch game, the trust game, has already gone to that listing presentation and they're already winning 30 to nil and it's half time. So I'm not saying you can't win the listing. All I'm saying is the score is totally against you. Yeah. Yeah, when you're turning up and you haven't put in that that work before, and that's and it's difficult in real estate, especially, I guess, Tom, for people that are new to real estate who don't don't understand that that you need to do that heavy lifting on a consistent basis if you want to build your new business pipeline. Correct. So, yeah. Ray, to the people that are listening in here right now, I think if you're in your first couple of years. Um, of real estate, the first thing is just change your perspective and understand that what you're doing is building the foundations to have a world-class real estate life and what you should do is change the scorecard and that is change how you're measuring results. You do not prospect to get listings, you prospect to get contacts that one day will become a listing because of your great stay in touch strategy. So Ray, what I would be saying to them is change your perspective. Um, The second thing what I would say to these people is you've got an incredible advantage over other decades. Right now, through Facebook, Insta, and LinkedIn, you have the ability to actually enhance your personal brand in a fraction of the time 
of what traditional agents used to do. So understand how to win that digital interview and understand that people are Google stalking and social skimming you all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting I because uh, I, I want to lead into that. That was my next point. But you talk about Google searching or Google stalking. I, I just looked, uh, I was just on the phone before you and I hooked up and I was talking, I was speaking with an agent in WA and I looked at their, uh, it's a larger, it's a larger uh, Australian franchise. And I did a quick search and, you know, over on the right on Google where it says click and it's got reviews, there were, there were four reviews there and they were all one star terrible terrible reviews that that I thought to myself the business owner doesn't even buddy will know what's going on he's totally uh, he's totally at sea about it so there's just so many opportunities there to look well, good well, well right there's a classic example of someone that turns around and says hey listen I'm not going to you know focus on that and um, they don't engage in it but what they don't understand is it's not optional because yeah. just because you're not doing it Others are doing it, um, which is impacting your business negatively. So it's actually not something that you say, oh, I might actually go down the path of winning this digital interview. Um, If you're not doing it, someone else is actually doing it in your business. You might as well take control or you're going to end up having a digital interview that is a total accident and not one by design. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to do you a lot of damage. Um, yeah. It was great to catch up at uh, in Queensland at Eric last month. Gosh, is it yeah. is it last month? It's nearly July. Yeah. It was nearly the month before. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, stellar lineup. Uh, I've always been. I, I think I saw Gary Vaynerchuk in um, in Vegas like five or six years ago at a huge Remax conference. They have their big R four conference in in Las Vegas, and um, that was the first. I'd never heard of him before. And he came out and, okay, he dropped a few F-bombs, but he gave everybody a massive hurry up. And uh, it was one of the more inspirational addresses that I've ever seen. Now, yeah. I know you went to New York earlier in the year to record this interview and you spent a bit of time one-on-one with Gary. Um, his his message, Tom, I think, as dynamic as, as it is, I think it's still confusing a lot of agents because I get this question all the time. Should I be doing Facebook? Should I be doing Instagram? What should I be doing? I mean, Gary's philosophy is have a bit of a crack at everything or is he saying perhaps pick a niche and and go with that? He's got a general overarching statement which pretty much is summarised as you need to become a media company yourself. Yep. Um, And by that, what he's saying is just flood the marketplace with content that solves problems for people that keep them up at night. Yeah, right? I love that. So, that's a beautiful right? summary right there. Yes. Yeah. So that's that to me is what he's saying. Now, from an execution point of view, Ray, well, I've got to tell you, in I'm, I mean, I've spoken or emceed Eric for seven years in a row. Yep. I have never seen one person's presentation. He actually wasn't even in the room. It was a video presentation. I've never seen one person's presentation have such an impact on the behavior of people after an ARIC because I um, sit there and I immerse myself like you do in the real estate community and I can see that people are doing stuff that he has said. I'm also noticing that what they're doing is 
um, prey and spray. And prey and spray is that they're doing everything and they're hoping. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what you're alluding to is like um, what should you be doing, how much of it should you be doing, um, and I don't have the exact answers, Ray, but I can only recommend to you what I do myself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, been, I've gone down the path of trying to win the social interview um, quite a few years ago. And that was, you know, part of it, you know, like you, I didn't really know Gary V till um, um, most recently. Yeah. But um, what I understood is this, that social media is like different channels. So what you post on Facebook and what you post on Insta and what you post on LinkedIn should not be the same thing. No, no. Right? And, and YouTube, and they're all, they're all different mediums for, for different messages. Correct. Yeah, yeah. The second thing I would say is, um, and, and I don't know whether it was in the Gary Vee interview because we interviewed, um, it, some of it was edited and I can't quite remember, but I can pretty much tell you, like Snapchat, from a commercial point of view, it's not happening at the moment. Uh-huh. And, this is, and, and this is from someone that Gary V, who's, who's someone that's actually, you know, invested heavily in, in Snapchat, yep. right? Yep. Um, um, uh, Twitter appears to also not be a medium that is going to influence the decision of buyers and sellers in the real estate space. Yep, I'd agree with that. Okay. Facebook is the clear standout because it simply has the eyeballs. So um, I would say to the listeners listening to your great podcast, Ray, that I would be inclined an order of priority is Facebook and then um, LinkedIn and Insta. I wouldn't be posting the same things. Some of the things that would be non-negotiables to me is on Facebook. As soon as I've had a property that's been sold, I would get the vendor to give me a testimonial um, on my iPhone or my Samsung phone. No need to get a media crew out there. Nice, short, sharp, raw. People love that. Yep. Speed. Um, and I would um, uh, get that video and I would have that uploaded onto Facebook. I would tag my vendor. I would ask my vendor to share it with their friends. You can only do that if they're a raving fan. So that's a strategy I'd be using on Facebook. Another strategy I'd be using on Facebook is every time I would list a property, I would make sure that I'd get a really, you know, rock star video where I'd actually be in the video talking about the property, but I'd also show the the marketplace I know a little bit about um, real estate in the area, days on market, average prices, um, some of the big results for the last 30 days. I'd include that in that profile video or in that property video, but um, I would then upload that video also onto Facebook and I would actually advertise and spend money um, on Facebook marketing to target three kilometers within that property because you're also then targeting what I call the passive vendor. And if they, right, basic mathematics, if you get 10,000 views per video on Facebook because you're advertising, 
and you get 50 listings a year, that's 500,000 views that you're going to get in your core community of you appearing in videos, looking like a trusted advisor, talking about real estate. And that, to me, is just unbelievable return of investment marketing in this new connection economy. Yeah, well, it is. And and, and Tom, I mean, I I think Facebook's just celebrated 10 years uh, if or, or a little bit longer, but I mean, this technology or these opportunities haven't been around that long, and our industry's been reluctant to embrace them. But it finally seems that now people are getting involved, and and uh, I totally agree with those with those three directions that you've just talked about. Perhaps with the addition of YouTube as well, I'm seeing more and more people yeah. get in, get involved in that and and do their daily uh, vlogs and things like that. And I, I think that's really exciting and creating great great content. I also think about um, there seems to be a growing trend that I love um, to to not make it so real estatey and talk more about community. I'm thinking about uh, what Scott Lackman's doing in, in Caboolture where he'll go interview the local karate champion or somebody that's just been you know, elected to the state um, soccer team or he'll interview the mayor or something like that and suddenly talk about eyeballs but Suddenly, that interview is being is being shared by people that he has no connection with on Facebook, and it's bringing more and more people awareness awareness of him. And I really love that, and I love the opportunity that that you can do that now. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I mean, like if 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 you're stuck right now and you don't know who the karate champion is or who that person to go speak to, I can tell you, just go out, go next door, go to your cafe, and interview them. Talk about their business, talk about why they love their business, and at the same time, give people a 30-second summary on what happened in your marketplace um, over the last 30 days. Um, it's as simple as that, yeah. you know, and what you'll do is that business owner is going to be pumped because you've just given him an audience. Um, you're going to be pumped because he's just given you his audience, and I mean, like, re- re- realistically, this is what's going on. Me and you are having this conversation, Ray. And the reality is that this is an emergence of our audiences that we're talking where, you know, um, I know that it is all about audience development. I, as I'm talking to you, I've actually just pulled up my iPhone um, um, to actually have a look at where I've got to go next. And as I've done that, I've actually pressed on Facebook as I'm talking to you and I've had a look here. So just to give you an example, of, so I, I don't want people to actually think that it's um, um, bigger in life than, than what it really is. They actually sure. make it bigger in their head. Yeah. Like I do, I do a thing I call Sunday night rant, right? Uh-huh. And this is on an iPhone, on an iPhone, right? I just hold it up. Yep. I'm just having a look. Sunday night, um, recorded at 8.53 p.m., it's got 17,500 views, 125 shares, 314 um, comments. And this is off an. It's not even. It's an off off an iPhone six um, S plus, right? Yeah. Um, people like raw. And it's people cost you. Like, it's cost you a few minutes, or <laughs> it's not like you've had to spend a thousand dollars for the airtime. No, no. Yeah. To, look, to be honest with you, I don't mind doing it. Yep. So yep. it's it's um, something that's been uh, I've enjoyed doing. Um, and I, uh, I got to tell you, I probably talked about real estate for one percent in it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's. I just, I'm just, 
I guess I'm just fascinated as to why more people don't do it. And, and I think maybe at the end of the day, they're worried about what their colleagues might think. So uh, I know that you would say, and I would certainly say, let's not give a stuff about what somebody else thinks. Let's just get in and do it and have some fun and take the high ground and be first to it. Because I tell you, and I'm sure you agree, Tom, if you're not doing this in your neighbourhood or your community, somebody else is going to be doing it very, very soon. So take the high ground, get in and, and start it. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, mate, I'm, I'm going to move towards winding up. I always love to ask this question at the end, and, and we've probably covered it, but just give us a little soundbite. Um, where are the main opportunities for, for perhaps for real estate success going forward? And, and maybe um, let me rephrase that a little bit. If you're in a bit of a slump, if you've turned to this podcast because your numbers aren't what they should be, what would, be, what would Tom Panos say uh, how I can get out of this bog? What should I be doing? Um, five, four, three, two, one, go start. That's the first thing I would say is, you know, embrace Mel Robbins five second rule or, you know, what I used to say is the 20 seconds of courage. Actually, don't sit there and try and think it through. What I would say is 80% of winning is beginning. Just do it. It is as simple as that. And the reason, right, look, just accept it. You are born... Uh, we're born to actually not succeed. And the reason why is that if we don't act within those first five to 10 seconds, our brain will tell us do not do it because our brain is there to protect us from doing things that don't feel comfortable. So you're actually wired not to succeed, right? Um, That would be the first thing. Just five, four, three, two, one, go, just do it. That would be the first thing. The second thing I would say is remember that everything is hard before it's easy and success is addictive because um, you've got you to you gotta fail faster to succeed. So yeah. accept that, you know, it's just going to be a little bit of a grind early on and then things start happening and then you get momentum and um, life is easy. Um, and the third thing is, you know, just don't underestimate the power of shifting your mind every few, you know, hours and thinking to yourself this great question. I mean, anyone talks about attitude of gratitude, how do you do it? Really simple. Ask yourself this question every few hours. What's great in my life right now? Mm -hmm. Or what am I most happy about? Or who cares about me? Or what great thing has happened in the last 24 hours? So all I'm saying is change the questions you ask yourself. They're the things that are going to help you from being a victor and to go to be a victor. It's the questions you ask yourself. Because if you're sitting there saying to yourself, why am I in this slump? You know, why me? Yep. Um, yep. It's almost self-fulfilling. Is, correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Great advice. Tom, I want to say a big thank you and congrats again on, a, on another on comparing another uh, great Eric. It was amazing. Congrats also on the Real Estate Gym and I'd advise everybody check that out. Uh, go over to realestategym.com.au um, and if you're lucky enough uh, when this goes to air for it to be open, you can jump in. If not, make sure you jump on Tom's waiting list and uh, he and his team will be back 
to you before too long. I'm also going to add, uh, I, I, uh, I did a little cheeky um, two-minute video of Gary V and you and Gary V live from the audience. So I'm going to uh, just, I managed to, to grab some pearls of wisdom, so I'll stick those up in the show notes. I'll also also stick up uh, a, uh, a link to realestategym.com.au so people can check that out. Tom, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. It's been a blast. Great. Thank you so much. Keep up the great work. Thanks, mate. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On Discount for Life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.